Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am Rayanne, and I'm so excited that you are here this week. So we're going to have a quick one today. And this is a topic that I talk to people about all the time. And we're going to be talking about energy. Okay, so energy is one area that I feel like I have a lot of knowledge about. For many years, I have been full of energy and excitement, but I've also been on the other side of the energy spectrum as well. So today let's talk about 10 energy drainers. And I'm curious, do you have any of these in your life? And if you do, after listening to this, I definitely want to hear from you. Okay. So energy drainers are like vacuums or maybe vampires because you know, they suck. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I don't know about you, but I definitely have some energy drainers, some vampires and vacuums in my life. We all, well, actually, I know you do too. We all do. So let's go through this list and let's just see what resonates with you. All right. When I feel really low energy, I try to go through this checklist of things just to figure out what's going on with me. And one of the biggest complaints I hear from clients or just potential clients is that they feel little to no energy most days. And it makes it hard for them to feel excited or motivated to get exercising or plan their meals or go to the grocery store, really do any self-care activity. Okay. And that's when Netflix and cookies and bags of chips and takeout appear. Okay, so let's jump into what I think are 10 big energy drainers or vampires. First up is not getting enough exercise. Not moving your body can make you want to move even less, okay? Making time for exercise can get your blood pumping, improve your endurance, and boost your energy, I promise. So I've talked before about my five-minute rule, okay? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll tell you really quickly. The five minute rule says this, even when you don't feel like doing anything, make yourself do something for five minutes. Okay. Just move and see what happens. Okay. You can always stop, but if you just make yourself move for five minutes, there's something magical that happens with your hormones and your energy levels, and you actually may want to continue moving. So try the five minute rule. So number one drainer is not getting enough exercise. Okay. A lot of people think that Exercising will make you tired, but it's actually quite the opposite. Okay. So if you're not an exerciser, I highly recommend moving your body. Okay. Drainer number two is eating processed and refined carbs. Okay. Processed and refined carbs are chips, cookies, crackers, um, pizza crust, um, you know, those little crackers that people eat, the like the orange ones with peanut butter in them. I, I never got to have those as a kid, so that's not something I ever started. What are they called? Nibs, nabs, something like that. Anyway, 
that is processed refined carbs. Okay. So these might give you a quick shot of energy, right? Thanks to the blood sugar rush that you get. But when your body sends out insulin to remove the sugar from your blood, it can actually make your blood sugar level plummet, which leaves you tired and drained. Okay. So choose better carbs or add some good protein with your carbs. And I'm not going to be talking about nutrition right now, but that's just a quick little thing. If you're used to snacking on crackers and cookies and pretzels and things that are like carby like that, but you're not adding protein or you're not adding vegetables with it or something, then you may feel good in the moment getting a boost of energy, but then it's just going to crash later. Okay. So try to choose better carbs and add some protein. Number three, not getting enough quality sleep. So if you're on my email list, I actually sent out an email um, about a week ago with a whole checklist of how to get better sleep. So if you're not on my email list, be sure to get on there because I send out some really good information. Okay. And I'll be sending out information about this as well. So bottom line is this, your body needs sleep to recover and recharge. It is super, super important. And if you are not getting your sleep, then it's really important to work on your bedtime routine and to figure out what's going on that's making you have poor sleep. Now, in my case, my poor sleep comes from my crazy cats. Okay. They are horrible at night. And so, you know, short of just like getting rid of the cats, I've got to figure out something. So that's what I'm talking about. Figure out what is creating poor sleep and work on fixing the problem. All right. Energy drainer number four is food sensitivities. Okay, so this is kind of a big topic and one I'm just going to touch on today, but we're going to do a whole episode on is food sensitivities. One side effect of eating foods that your body is sensitive to includes fatigue. Okay, if you think you might have food sensitivities, it's worth checking out with your doctor. So the most common culprits are things like gluten, dairy, corn, soy, and eggs and, and actually nuts as well. So let's just say that maybe, you know, you have a hard time either sleeping or you have a, you know, stomach ache often, or you like have gas all the time, or you feel tightness even in your chest or in your neck, um, or maybe your joints always hurt. And let's, you know, even if you think you're eating great, it's very possible that you're eating something that you are sensitive to. And this happened to me. I'll give you the quick story. Um, couple years ago, I just, my knees were always hurting. Um, my throat always felt really tight and I was even getting like numbness around my lips. And I was just like, what is going on? I eat healthy. I exercise. I couldn't figure out why my joints were hurting. Cause I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, but you know, just like anything, you can like find excuses for everything. Right. I was like, well, maybe I'm exercising too much, or maybe I need to stretch more. or Maybe I need to you know, whatever I could come up with anything to like make excuses for my pains. But finally I found out um, that I actually have autoimmune disease, which is called Hashimoto's, which I've mentioned before, but one of the biggest things around Hashimoto's and any, and it's related to your thyroid, anything related to thyroid is that gluten tends to um, be a serious food intolerance for people with thyroid issues. So I'm not saying, I want to say this really quick, that if you have like hypothyroid or hyperthyroid, that I'm not telling you to go gluten-free. I'm just saying that it's been and through studies and my own personal experience that taking out gluten really made things better. 
But anyway, I, back when I found this out, I did a blood test that like shows food intolerances. Now you could argue that it doesn't work. Okay. And some people say that the test is ridiculous and not worth the money and other people swear by it. So I went ahead and did the test with my doctor knowing that it was just going to give me a baseline, an idea. So what I did is when the results came back, it was horribly overwhelming because it was like everything, everything. It was like chicken, a bunch of vegetables, like peppers and onions and mushrooms, like things that I love. Um, it also came back, I mean, eggs, dairy, gluten, all kinds of stuff. And I felt so overwhelmed, but I committed to taking it out for 90 days. I took out every single one of those foods for 90 days, but because I like to do everything over the top, that's just the way I am. Um, I didn't just do 90 days. I did like a year and a half and my poor family was miserable because eating out was no more fun. Cooking was not fun because everything had to be around my food intolerances. So fortunately now I've been able to add some food back, but I do keep out gluten like 99% of the time. Occasionally I have to have a beer. Occasionally I have to have a piece of pizza, but then I get right back on. So the difference, just so you know, is, you know, food intolerance, it builds up in your system. It's not like an allergy that gives you like instant issues. You know, if you're allergic to like peanuts, for example, you're not going to eat a peanut because you might die. Right. But if you have a food intolerance to peanuts or gluten or whatever, you're not going to like, you know, go anaphylactic shock or anything like that. You're just going to, after a couple days of eating it, you might get inflammation. Okay. Which is bad though, because inflammation causes problems. Anyway, number four, the whole point of me telling you that is food sensitivities and intolerances may be a problem and may be causing you fatigue. Okay. So just consider that number five for the vampire drainer is eating too little. You know, we're in a society where everybody thinks eat less, eat less, eat less. I got to lose weight. I got to lose weight. So everybody's like starving themselves. Well, not getting enough fuel, you know, food can make you feel tired. And so can eating a poor quality diet without enough nutrients. Okay. So would you drive your car without gas or oil? No, mostly because it won't let you, right? It stops. Well, it's the same with your body. Why do we think that not eating is good for us? I mean, how, you know, the whole point of eating is to give us energy and to make our body work, right? But we're in a society of dieting, dieting, dieting. And so people are eating less and less and less and feeling tired and wondering why they feel tired, you know? So over this training time that I've been, you know, training for that mountain event, I've really had to play around with my nutrition. And honestly, I love it. It's been such an experiment. And in a couple of weeks, I'm actually going to tell you more about it because, you know, not just only has it been an experiment for myself, but I decided to use it as an opportunity to teach. And so I have lots of notes and information I've discovered just about myself, which I hope will help you guys too. Um, anyway, I've been experimenting with all kinds of different foods and drinks just to see, you know, what fuels my body the best during long workout sessions. And, you know, not everybody's doing like 12 to 20 mile like hiking and running sessions. And that's fine. But the information I'm learning actually can translate into our normal day, normal day life. So when I feel my body petering out, I know, especially now that it's a signal to eat. And I can literally like, I'll be out on the mountain and I start getting a shaky feeling or kind of just 
tiredness and and actually mental clarity changes and my mood changes. And I'm like, oh, wait, when was the last time I ate? And you would think that, you know, I would remember to eat. But when you're busy, you kind of forget. And it's the same whether you're working out or you're busy at work doing meetings or on the computer. We forget to eat because we're busy and your body's giving you signals. But if you don't listen, then, you know, you'll keep feeling bad when really maybe all you need is to eat. Okay. So listen to your body and try not to eat too little. Energy drainer number six is not getting enough protein. Okay, I've already sort of mentioned it earlier, but studies show that eating protein boosts your metabolism. And scientists believe that this may help prevent fatigue and tiredness. So remember, I just told you about eating processed carbs, right? They boost your blood sugar levels up. Your insulin comes in to clean out your blood, and that can make a big drop in your blood sugar, leading to fatigue. But eating some protein with your carbs can help slow down that drop. So this prevents cravings and excess hunger later, okay? So protein needs to be the star of your meal and your snacks, okay? And if you work with me, you already know that I I believe this wholeheartedly and the clients who listen to me and truly have made this like their number one nutrition tip is like, where's your protein? Where's your protein? Have seen the biggest results and feel the best. So I promise you can get the same result from that. Okay. So even if you don't like to eat a lot of animal protein, you can find plenty of sources of protein from plants and tofu and seeds. So find that protein. Okay. Eating too little, or I'm sorry, drinking too little water is energy drainer number seven, okay? Studies show that being even a little bit dehydrated can make it harder to stay focused and leave you feeling completely drained. So when you're dehydrated, you lose blood volume, which causes your blood to like get thicker, okay? Just think about it. If you're not drinking water, you're not keeping your body hydrated and keeping your thin, your blood thinner, then obviously the blood gets thicker and that makes it hard for your heart to supply blood to your muscles. And as your heart works harder to pump, like the blood, because it's thicker and it's harder to pump, your heart rate increases. Okay. And that just all, like if you're just sitting there and your body's having to work extra hard just to pump your blood, like it's supposed to, then that makes you tired. And so I literally, when I think about getting dehydrated, I think about this like sludgy, thick blood going through my veins. And that just makes me tired, you know, just thinking about it. Okay. It's like trying to like drive your car through like thick mud. It's like, it's sludgy and it's harder and it uses more gas. So it's the same thing with your body. Okay. Energy drainer number eight, this might seem counterintuitive, but energy drinks, and this includes coffee. Okay. So like refined carbs, or junky carbs, these can send your energy up, but then crash back down. Not only that, but caffeine can take up to eight hours to clear from your system, which might make it harder to get sleep. Okay. So it's like this cycle. It's like if you are drinking caffeine or energy drinks, whatever's in them, just to keep you going all day, that might keep you up and going, but really all it's going to do is give you fake energy, right? And then when you are ready to sleep, all of that energy that you've been trying to shove in your body all day is going to keep you from sleeping. So it's like finding, you know, a break in that cycle somewhere. And so it really should start with, you know, your energy drinks, and then maybe that will help your sleep later. 
Okay. So, and here's another thing. If you drink too much caffeine, it can lead to more dehydration, which is also another energy drainer. So hopefully you can see that like loading up on these monster drinks and, you know, all these coffee drinks is actually creating less energy. Okay. The total opposite of what you want. Energy drainer number nine is stress. Like you had to know that was on here, right? Feeling constantly stressed can definitely deflate your energy, both mentally and emotionally. So just another reason that it's super important to have a plan for managing your stress and even more so don't just have a plan, but actually follow it. Okay. Like take time to de-stress, whether it's meditating or um, getting better sleep or going for a walk or doing something fun. There's so many ways that you can manage stress. Okay. And I can't stress enough how important it is to work on your stress levels. Okay. Especially if you're feeling no energy. And finally, number 10, being in a negative environment. This is major. Okay. It's possible to catch the moods of the people around you. Okay. But being aware of it can help you lower your the risk, right? As so here's the thing. Have you ever been in a great mood? And when you're in a great mood, you usually feel more energetic, right? Like you're if you're happy and excited about something, it actually boosts your energy. But let's say that you're feeling good and then you walk into a room where everybody's in a crappy mood. It's amazing how fast your energy can drop and your mood can drop. So this happens a lot. Like you know, and especially when you work somewhere, let's say you are in a good mood and you're happy about the day, you got lots to do, you walk in and immediately people start complaining or, you know, talking about how everything's terrible. Well, it's really, really, really hard to not follow that, you know, that energy, that mood. So you got to find ways to make yourself feel positive. And if that means getting away from those negative people um, or ignoring the negativity, then that might be the best thing you can do. All right. So bottom line is move your body, eat healthy whole foods, drink your water and lots of it and surround yourself with a positive environment. Okay. And I promise you, if you focus on those things, you will feel your energy returning. All right. So here's the other thing though. If if you are feeling really super low energy and it's making you feel really bad physically and emotionally, mentally, then it's absolutely worth mentioning it to your doctor because, you know, you don't want to have some underlying medical issue um, or even mental issue and your mental health and happiness should be top priority. And if you can't figure it out on your own, then, you know, maybe a coach could help, but if it's more than that, then you definitely need to talk to your doctor and make sure you don't have something else going on. Okay. My goal for you is to be your healthiest, happiest self. And, you know, I want to help you get there. And I'm sure there's a lot of doctors and other people out there too. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope that this just gives you a little food for thought. And again, I want to remind you that I'm working on something and I'm going to tell you about it, but probably not till September, mid-September. And I'm really excited. It's going to go along great with this podcast. So happy, happy day. And I will be talking with you soon. Take care. 
Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.